When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to When in Romance, where we get to talk about romance novels, romance things, ideas, people, and all things romance. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we are recording on Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Indeed we are. How are you, Jess? How's your spring? It sprung and went straight into summer, so... (laughs) Yeah, that is not the case here. It has rained, like, every day. Of the, I mean, in a shocking turn of events, it's raining <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. But eventually it will be nice again, and it won't just rain all the time. Yeah, we have this nice combination season where there's pollen everywhere, but it's 95 degrees. So How lovely for you. <laughs> How lovely for you. Yeah, I, you'll have to keep us posted. We were talking right before we started recording on how it is also morning dove season there, which I feel like is now a season of the When in Romance podcast when we (laughs) can occasionally hear the doves in the background in Tucson. Yeah. All right. Well, we can jump into it. We've got kind of like a one larger topic for most of this episode, but we have a couple of quick things first. Of course, the first one is going to be a reminder that you should be getting ready for book club. We're reading The Beast by Katie Robert. We're going to be talking about it on June 23rd. We actually don't have an episode coming out on the 30th, so two weeks from now, for Memorial Day. So if you are in the U.S. and you happen to be a person who has that day off, maybe you take that weekend and read The Beast by Katie Robert. I don't know. That sounds like a great idea. I think so. Um, Everyone should do that. Yeah. I agree. And before we kind of jump into everything, I think we talked last time, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're reading. Jess Pride, what are you reading? I am currently reading Mechanics of Love by Mika James, and I say currently reading like I've gotten anywhere beyond the introduction. I'm maybe like 25 pages in, so I know that one of the main characters is considered like the princess, and the other one is a mechanic and is a butch. So it's a butch femme sapphic romance. I don't know yet if either of them are lesbians, so... We're going to go with Sapphic. And so far, it is delightful. It's the third book in this series. You you should just put all three of the covers side by side. They're all wonderful. Uh, (laughs) But the books books are as well. Mika James is, is one of my favorites. So I'm looking forward to being able to like sit down with that one. We should maybe start calling this uh, segment of the podcast, What Are You Excited to Start Reading Tomorrow? Because (laughs) I have actually not started my book yet either, but I've been excited about it for a while. I may have even talked about it early on this year. Um, The Emma Project by Sonali Dev. If you are listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, which is the 16th, this book will be out tomorrow. And you should pre-order it and be very excited to read it as I am. The only thing that has kept me from reading it so far is that I know I need a chunk of time. Uh. Like, and with Mother's Day weekend was last weekend, and you know, family stuff going on and moving and whatever, like, 
because the thing about Sonali Dev and this series in particular is that there's like, they're so soapy and there's so much going on that you cannot set these books down mm. once you start reading them, unless you just set it down because there's so much angst, you have to like take a 15 minute walk to get over it. <laughs> So I'm very excited about this one. It is Vanch the uh, Rajay, who's the youngest brother of the Rajay family, who have all been featured in these books. And Nina, who is almost kind of like the villain in the last book. Hmm. So like, which is Incense and Sensibility. And so it's interesting that they are, this is a sort of gender swapped Emma retelling in that the younger sort of more Emma character is the male main character and the older, the almost 40, a couple of years from turning. Okay. Well, that's not quite almost 40, but thirties <laughs> character uh, who is the other main character is female. Like I said, it's a, this family, I'm just like very invested in all of them. I have always, always loved since the first one I read Snelly Dave's books. So I'm really excited to get into this book, but I, like I said, I know that I need to just like, set aside the weekend to be able to focus on it with all of my attentions, mm. which is exactly what I plan to do. So I will let you know how it goes, but I am very excited for the Emma project. Hey. Indeed. Uh, and before we jump in to the topic that you may recall, I actually teased on our last episode. <laughs> shall we shall we do an ad spot? Let's do an ad spot. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. All right, Jess, I can't remember if you guessed what our what our theme for the day would be on this, the the middle of May episode of Wedding Romance. I think you at least got close. I got close. I think I guessed it after we concluded. Um, and you confirmed, but not on air. Yeah, because you didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> we are talking somehow we haven't, I guess we've probably done it in passing, but we have not talked a ton about weddings in romance, even after 105 episodes of this podcast, mm -hmm. which wouldn't seem that strange because for most genres of podcasts, you'd be like, why would you have an episode about weddings and romance? <laughs> but in this particular genre, weddings are like, I feel like weddings are weirdly important. Am I wrong? No, they're, they're important. And they're important no matter what how they're set within the story, whether they're at the center of the story, whether they're the final event of the story, whether they're a random event in the story, there's always like a big to do about them. Yeah. 
And that's kind of how I feel because they're like they're not in every book, but I think that in some ways, sometimes it's like three books later, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get the people from book one are getting married, which sets up the romance in book three. I and I think honestly, I mean, like the obvious reason is the happy ever afters, mm-hmm. which I mean we can have some conversation about whether or not that is appropriate or not. But I also feel like weddings are used in a lot of ways and in a lot of cases mm-hmm. to set up some of our more familiar romance tropes. Absolutely. There's, I need a date to my cousin's wedding or everyone will ask me why I'm not married mm-hmm. or I slept with the best man at my cousin's wedding and now we have to work together or <laughs> <laughs> just there are a lot of ways that it can assist a a trope. You're totally right. I feel like too, it's just a, and you were kind of getting to that, I think in the examples you gave, there's also, it's also a reason to bring two characters together, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a, it's an opportunity. I'm not going to say it's like lazy because I don't think that it is, but I think oftentimes you will have like second chance. I was speaking of Sonali Dev, one of her, I think it's the Bollywood wedding, the second in her first uh, series that starts with the Bollywood bride. The second book in that series, the main characters have come, they are enemies. They are former, it's like lovers to enemies to lovers, second chance romance, Mm -hmm. which if you tease that out at all, it does make sense. But they're in the same place again, because they're mutual friends are getting married. And so, of course, like like I said, I think it's, in some ways, it's an easy way to get two people in the same place mm-hmm. without having to craft a meet. I mean, obviously, again, this, I'm not, this is not a dig on characters who meet at weddings or the authors who put them there. Right. But there is something sort of simple about being like, eh, it's a big family event. Here you go. Go hang out. Yeah, totally. It, it it's It's one of the biggest things, especially in contemporary American culture that brings people together. You you see people you haven't seen in years at weddings, whether they're families or friends from college or whatever, and they can inspire lots of interesting situations. Yeah, and I was thinking about that, Jess, when you say that they are an important part of contemporary you like life in the US. I couldn't think of another the only thing that I could think of that was similar was like holidays. If you mm-hmm. are a person who celebrates holiday seasons, like, you know, Christmas or, or whatever else, that could be a play. But like, sometimes maybe like a f- class reunion, like, honestly, funerals are kind of a bummer. Not mm-hmm. like, not, not that there are no, I mean, Zenny does a very great job with doing a meeting around a funeral event. But like, you don't see a lot of that. I couldn't, like I said, like, besides the holidays, which you can really sort of only get away with one time of the year. Yeah. Or whatever time of the year the holiday you're talking about is. I couldn't, I is there anything else? Like, is there a thing? Not that's like as universal as weddings, because like, sometimes there's like a quinceanera or like a really big mm-hmm. birthday bash for the one of the main characters, like parent who's turning 60 yeah. or something like that. But- a lot of people get married. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, I have, I am not anti-marriage. I'm not anti-wedding. I'm not anti, but I am very thankful for at least a little while in my life to be out of that having to go to five weddings a year thing. Mm-hmm. 
but it's nice that I guess get to still attend them via all of these romance books. I will say also, we've been talking more about contemporary romance, but historical romance, I feel like sometimes you have to put a wedding in so that the character, like a lot of times the wedding in a historical romance comes earlier before the falling in love part. Yeah. So that the main characters can have sex because it's not always the case, but many times a character is not sexually active before their wedding, particularly in historical romance. And so Mm -hmm. as a workaround, I will actually talk about one of these books later on. You got to get them married and Mm -hmm. then there tends to be a sex scene and then they fall in love with each other. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking about like books I had read over the course of my reading experience, like, and especially historical fiction, what kind of marriages there are, because they're, they're the ones where the marriage takes place, their wedding takes place early in the book, they're the ones where the wedding takes place at 70%, so that the rest of the book is them, um, finding sexual pleasure with each other and mm-hmm. they're the ones where like there's one book i don't remember who wrote it i don't remember the name of it i don't remember if it's british historical or american historical but the female main character gets married on a ship but she gets married to a proxy husband by the captain <laughs> of the boat so she doesn't actually sure. meet her actual husband until she arrives at his home. And this is one of the reasons I think it's American, like um, you know, early early 19th century maybe. But I don't sure. remember who would have written it. It was probably a Jude Devereaux book because she she yeah, writes bonkers right. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I love that it's also on a boat. Right? Like it's not just a proxy husband, it's a proxy husband on a boat. Because the ship's captain can marry them. <laughs> sure. So does she fall in love with the proxy husband or the real husband? Do you remember? I don't think she ever sees the proxy husband again. I think oh. like... <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it worked out for him. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now I have to go find that book. <laughs> yeah, you have to because like, you're going to have to tell us what it was next time. Because like, can you imagine like... In many romance series, the proxy husband would be, like, the main character in the next book. Uh-huh, yeah. And in the meanwhile, you're like, well, have a good life. I'll see you later. <laughs> enjoy enjoy your, like, ship-faring world that, that being married to the sea instead of yeah. being married to, like, a person. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, well, we I may have to remind you to see if you can track that down for us because that sounds amazing. I will find it. Thank you. I will say too, though, I as I was thinking about this a little bit, as much as romance kind of benefits from from weddings, I do think it's interesting that I don't know, like I wonder, I, I do wonder if there are drawbacks to the fact that weddings are such a big deal mm. in romance, because like not everybody wants to get married, mm-hmm. and so like equating the marriage, no, not the marriage, the wedding, the wedding, yeah, to the happy ever after, I think is one of the criticisms that the romance genre gets, which I think is fair. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, we know what we're getting when we talk about romance. But I think there is something to be said for the fact that the marriage continues on after the wedding. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, we don't see that part. Yeah. And, you know, we can blame Disney um, and the... Very true. Brothers Grimm. uh, (laughs) Whoever. (laughs) It's a one-two punch. Um, for, you know, telling us that the story is about the meeting and the falling in love and it ends when they get married because then they live happily ever after. 
Um, and we want that happily ever after. But like you say, the marriage is something that we don't see unless we're getting like either a marriage of convenience story where they get married at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book and have to like figure out yeah. who, who these people are. Or it's a marriage in trouble story where we've seen, we see what's going on with the marriage and they have to fix it. Yeah. And we don't usually see the wedding in the marriage and trouble story because they've been together for a significant amount of time. That's true. I'm also thinking of like the the sort of more sprawling romance series. Mm-hmm. Serieses. Series. I never know how to make make it clear that it's plural. More than one series. <laughs> All of the series is which I'm thinking of like the Blessing series by Beverly Jenkins or like Kristen Ashley has an entire universe of books that mm. take place in Denver. And those kinds of books that sort of all take place in the same world, both like geographically and in terms of, of, of humans. Mm-hmm. I think you do sometimes see some of the, like as those books unfold over the course of a decade or more, you do occasionally see some of the main characters who have gotten married. All of that to say, I think that's one of the more compelling things about those worlds is that Mm -hmm. the story for all of the characters doesn't necessarily end at the wedding. You don't necessarily see the problems. Although actually in the Blessing series, you do see some marriages in trouble. Yeah. But I think, like I said, I think there's a, I don't know, of the criticisms that that get leveled against the romance genre, many of them are meaningless garbage. But the idea that um, there is not enough romance about couples that are already married or who have been in long-term committed relationships, I think is fair. Yeah, because the idea that the story stops at the wedding is one that we've had to deal with in thousands of books, right? Romance is over 50 years old and publishes hundreds of books a year. So we've Mm -hmm. got thousands of examples of stories where they meet they argue, well, not all the time, but they meet. No, usually. There's usually a little. They develop a relationship. They decide they're in love. They get married. Baby epilogue. The end. Like, <laughs> there's oh, so man. many books. We are going to have to have a whole other conversation someday about the baby epilogue. And yeah, <laughs> speaking of things that are dangerous to signal a happy ending, the idea that having a baby at the end signals a happy ending... Mm. is, like I said, worthy of conversation another time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I guess, so all of these, (laughs) we've been talking about this for like 10 or 15 minutes now. I didn't actually ever ask you, how do you feel about weddings and romance? Does, okay, here's, I guess here's a better way of asking the question. Does the fact that there is, that a wedding plays a major part in a romance impact whether or not you are going to pick up that book? Not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) what a clear and decisive response jess (laughs) because i am i am a trope by trope reader and fair if i pick up an enemies to lovers if i pick a fake relationship if i pick up marriage of convenience if there is a wedding involved in that then i might be more i might be inclined to read about the wedding but my best friend went with me to my cousin's wedding or I ran into my first love at my uncle's wedding isn't quite the same appeal for me because those aren't 
tropes that I read. So I know that there are a lot of situations in which a wedding can take place that is just sort of part of the story. It's like, this happens, and then things keep going, but the wedding was still central to the story. I like. I'm not going to say, yes, there's a wedding in this story. I must read it. Um, but it won't turn me off. Okay, so it's not enough to make you pick up a book, but it's not also enough to make you walk away from one. Correct. There you go. That's great. You always know how to explain what I'm rambling about in better words. No, no, no. That was, <laughs> it was it was helpful to get all the background. Because I was thinking I think I'm a, I'm a little different in that there are... Less so maybe than when I used to have to go to all the weddings. But I think at this point, I'm if a wedding or or like a wedding planner mm. is heavily featured in a series, I sometimes I'm like, I don't care about these people's flower arrangements. Like I just, mm-hmm. but I say that and actually I really enjoyed The Key to Happily Ever After uh, by Tim Marcello. And I feel like I just, made, oh, The Worst Best Man. Mm-hmm. By Mia Sosa. I really enjoyed that book. And I've heard actually that the second in the series is also fantastic. So I guess I'm talking myself out of the fact that <laughs> I sometimes don't pick up a book because of the weddings in it. So I also am very clearly um, offering a very decisive response. So I don't know. I guess everybody else, let us know what you think about weddings and romance. Do they belong there? Do they not? And are you like me and Jess where it doesn't necessarily make you pick it up or not or is it like a no-go do you pick i don't know let us know yeah let us know how you feel (sighs) we'll talk more about weddings in a moment um but before we do that maybe we thank another sponsor today's episode is brought to you by bloom books Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be. Right? Right, girl. Like we all know. So just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best-selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series. Miss Wong, got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. All right, Jess, you ready to talk Rex? Let's talk Rex. Well, if this is our wedding extravaganza episode, which, you know, it's spring, it felt like the timing was right. Yeah. We thought maybe, and this is actually sort of, it was sort of inspired by the fact that I ended up not talking about one of the books that I was going to talk about on our last episode, which was just backlist bumps. And so now I've got it on my list for today, but I think your list might be a little longer. So I'm going to let you start. All right. Well, first, I'm going to start with um, one that does kind of apply to your concept of like the later book. It's the fourth. I think it is the fourth book 
in a series, and that is American Sweethearts by Adriana Herrera. It is part of the Dreamers uh, series. The first one's American Dreamer, etc., etc. And this book starts with all of the friends heading to the Dominican Aww. Republic for the wedding of the people in the second book. So if you haven't read the whole series, you might get spoiled by knowing who's together. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I think you could still have fun. I read that series out of order. I think you could yeah. still like it. Yeah, you still like, obviously, you know who gets together because that's the point of romance novels. But like, right. Uh, um, <laughs> so one of one of the essential thing to know is that one of the characters in the second book is incredibly wealthy and he will he loves to throw money at his love interest and so he is from the Dominican Republic he is flying all of their friends out on a private plane to the sure. Dominican Republic for their like week long wedding celebration oh, uh, <laughs> that's the dream right yes <laughs> i I need more ridiculously wealthy friends. You are not alone. So that's the setting. It's a wed- a wedding celebration to end all wedding celebrations is the setting for this book. And you have Wanpa, who is a favorite out of the, the group of friends. And uh, Priscilla, who is like one of his oldest friends and also an on again, off again sexual partner. They have kind of decided that they can't make it work. Like, the love is there, but nothing else will work between them. Mm. So they've decided to stay off again. But they're going to be around each other in a lovely, gorgeous, exotic location surrounded by people who love each other and have a lot of sexual chemistry for a while. So, yeah, you know what happens. I can imagine what happens. I actually, I think that's the one book in the series I haven't read, so I can imagine. <laughs> uh, you want to give us the name one more time? That is American Sweethearts by Adriana Herrera. Excellent. Uh, so the book that I didn't get a chance to bump uh, last week when we were doing, last week, whenever, last episode, when we were doing <laughs> Backlist Bumps, is Not Another Family Wedding by Jackie Lau. I think just that you were the first person who recommended this book to me, and it took me a while to get to it, but I was very glad I did when I did. Mm. It's a pretty quick read, which is, I don't know, like, it's kind of nice for me sometimes, like, where you can, especially if it's going to either be super rainy or super hot all day and you just want to hang out inside, it's nice <laughs> to have a book. You can just, like, sit in a comfortable chair and read for a few hours. Yeah. So this is a book, it's a friends to lovers. So Natalie has to go to her sister's wedding. She has a lot of feelings about her sister getting married to someone that she hasn't met not that long ago. And honestly, it takes Natalie a little while to realize it's kind of none of her business, but she eventually comes there. She gets there. Uh, But she doesn't want to go alone because she is single. She's in her late 30s. She would actually really like to get married, but she hasn't found anyone. And part of what has been a challenge in her relationships is that she very definitively does not want to have children. Mm -hmm. And so that has been an issue in some of her relationships because the partners that she has been, you know, in longer relationships with do want to. And so... She's, I think, a little discouraged and kind of just thinks, like, maybe it's not going to happen. So she asks her longtime friend who they have never been romantic. He had a crush on her when they first met in, like, 
school 20 years ago or something he has since been married the marriage didn't work out so he's divorced and she's like listen will you just go with me to this it's probably gonna be weird and i just i kind of need somebody there with me he's like yeah of course sounds good so they go one of the things i really like about this book is that there's a lot of family right like Mm -hmm. that's not for everyone's for some people they would rather more of the focus be on the central couple and I felt like there was plenty of focus on the central couple, but there's a lot of focus on the parents and what's going on in their relationship and the sister and the cousin and the grandparents. And there are some members of the family who are kind of awful. And at one point, like there's this scene where some of the members of the family who are not great uh, show up at an event that they were not invited to because they're kind of awful. And Connor says to Natalie, do you want me to just go tell them to go away? And she's like, yes, that's please, that would be wonderful. Like, it's it's just one of those, I think I've said before, I really like when one main character has the other one's back. And it was just lovely. There is a little bit at the end of, like, Natalie sort of having her own issues and not quite being able to get out of her own way. Mm. But I still really liked this book a lot. And like I said, it reads really quickly. It's a fun friends-to-lovers story where you do kind of, you know, they kind of explore the fact that they had not been friends for a while right like Mm -hmm. or no i'm sorry they had not been romantically interested in each other and then all of a sudden they were and that's not weird you know so i don't know i liked it a lot that is not another family wedding by jackie low so another one that actually has a couple of weddings in it is also not the first in a series but i actually didn't know that until I was reading it and was like, I feel like I'm missing some stuff and realized that there is a book before it. But it is The Billionaire's Last Minute Marriage by Amanda Cinelli. Maybe Cinelli. I don't know if she pronounces it the Italian way. And I was drawn to this book via Twitter because the author posted sort of bullet points about it, including the fact that it features an autistic heroine written by an autistic author. And I hadn't seen this in a Harlequin setting. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, I got to read that book. I don't know how, sorry to interrupt you. I didn't know how I wasn't tipped off by the fact that this was Harlequin by the name The Billionaire's (laughs) Last Minute Marriage. (laughs) Right. That's, I should have guessed. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. I mean, I mean, there are the other imprints are sort of starting to broaden the name of their titles but you know harlequin has quite a way with telling you exactly what their books are about it's nice to know what you're getting into um so this one it starts out with a broken wedding because in the previous book the main character's like marriage of convenience partner runs off before the wedding so he's stuck jilted um, and it turns out that his inherited personal assistant, like he, he, she was his father's personal assistant, and now she's his um, at the office, is the one who sort of gave up some information that led to the marriage of convenience bride running off. And Whoops. so... So it just starts out with him just like sort of standing on the steps of the church. So <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. It's like this isn't is, this isn't quite the wedding you're expecting to start out with. So later there is a much quieter wedding because he Xander 
has sort of inherited his father's company, but his will states that whichever of his three, I think all illegitimate sons, gets married and stays married for a year, inherits this billion dollar company. So, oh, sure, yeah. So he's like, you're going to marry me since you caused all of this trouble. So <laughs> the last minute marriage is legit him being like, hey, this is your fault. So you're, you're going to marry me. And they get married. <laughs> I mean, in a nonfiction world, I'd be like, that's terrible. In a fictional world, I'm like, yeah, kind of fair. <laughs> um, so it's it's an interesting because, you know, it it is... A modern day marriage of convenience. They are just getting married for a show. So it's marriage of convenience and fake relationship story. While also including a man who has to navigate a lot of parental trauma. And a neurodivergent woman who is trying to navigate her new husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair. So yeah, that is... I'm on board. The Billionaire's Last Minute Marriage by Amanda Chanelli. I am, yeah, I'm very excited about that. It's And it's funny that you should talk about that because sort of unintentionally, the next book that I'm going to talk about is also one where someone <laughs> shows up and a wedding has fallen apart and somebody's like, ah, you have to deal with this now. So <laughs> The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare is the first in her Girl Meets Duke series. It's another series you don't have to read in order, but it doesn't hurt. And eventually the fourth book will come out. I don't know when, but hopefully soon. Mm -hmm. But basically, the Duke in this, you know, said Duke uh, is supposed to marry someone. It doesn't work out. But the woman who has, like, made the wedding gown uh, is like, absolutely not. I need to get paid for this wedding gown just because your marriage didn't work out. I'm sorry, but um, we still have to get this done. So she shows up at his house. Well, it's probably not a house. It's probably like a castle of some kind. <laughs> at least, a you know, a very nice estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so she shows up wearing this wedding gown being like, hey, I made this for your bride just because you messed it up. Doesn't mean I should like, I need you to pay me. And he's like, interesting. I need to get married because I'm a duke. And that's just like a thing for if you don't read a lot of historical romance, you probably don't know that. But, you know, dukes have to get married. They have to like pass on the dukery, du- du- whatever it's called, the dukeness. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's a much easier term than anything I was trying to use. I like duchery, though. We use that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it might be a thing. Well, I've, I've maybe read that somewhere. Um, let's just say I have. So he's like, okay, cool. I could pay you, but instead, let's just get married. And she's like, what? And so they make this whole marriage of convenience arrangement where, like, he's he's dealing with some, I would say, past struggles. They both are. Both of them have some traumatic history, which they have to work through, and they do throughout the course of the book. But they, he's, like, making these rules. He's like, basically, you are just for producing heirs. And she's like, okay, I don't see that happening. Let's have dinner together every night. So I have to like navigate all of this stuff. I always really like Tessie Dare's books because I think they're a great combination of humor and, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, humor and heart. (laughs) Um, But I actually think it's true. Like they're funny, but there's also really sweet and you get uh, very attached to the characters and you really want them to be happy. And the nice thing about romance is that you know that they will be. 
So uh, for an example of a book that starts with a wedding because it has to, that is The Duchess Steel by Tessa Dare. And it's funny that you say that starts with a wedding because this next book also starts with a wedding and is also a Harlequin book. There are a lot of weddings in Harlequin books. You, No matter <laughs> what color the spine, there's, there are a lot of weddings. Fair. And this one is Running Away with the Bride by Sophia Singh Sasson. And the wedding that this starts with is not a wedding between the two main characters. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's awkward. So Ethan is a billionaire and he broke up with his girlfriend and he knows that she is getting married. It's an arranged marriage. It's an Indian wedding. So he decides that he's going to crash her wedding and tell her how much he's realized that they belong together and she shouldn't get married and she should instead run off with him. So he looks up Indian weddings where he knows that she's going to be married and crashes her wedding and says all of his stuff. And the bride walks up to him and says, okay. And they run away, except the bride is not his ex-girlfriend. It is a woman he has never seen in his entire life. I mean, that's a twist. (laughs) But she, (laughs) she, who is also getting married at an Indian wedding through an arranged marriage, doesn't particularly want to be married. She isn't afraid of her future husband or anything. She's just like... You know what? That was a bad idea. I don't want to do that. I have other dreams, other plans, things that I want to do. So Fair enough. He helps her get out of a situation that she doesn't want to be in, and she helps him find his ex-girlfriend. And it sort of turns out that she wants to be married in the way that she's getting married. So they end up basically running away from Vegas... So that Divya's family, Divya is the one who pretended to be his girlfriend. Sure. Can't catch up with her before she does the things that she wants to do before marriage. And of course, he's a billionaire, so he has a private plane. He has apartments all over the place. And they get to know each other. And it's very sweet. It's like emotional and hilarious, but also like... Very sweet. It's the darling. <laughs> it sounds like the exact right amount of like emotional and lovely and bonkers. Yes. I like it. Well, that sounds lovely. <laughs> Do you want to give us the title again? That is Running Away with the Bride by Sophia Singh Sasson. Which again, tells you exactly what you're getting. Yep. The other book I will talk uh, about is one that I'm I'm only about halfway through. Um, so my plan is finish this one, then switch over to the Emma Project. But I talked about it earlier this year as one that I was excited about, and I am finding it absolutely delightful so far. And that's Devon and Chris Plan a Wedding. Um, it is by Jinzia C. Higgins. It is lovely. It's 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 one of those books that's using a wedding more as like a mechanism for chaos than a mechanism for meeting. (laughs) 
instant I do is this reality wedding show where they randomly pair up two strangers and those two strangers have to convince their families that they are getting married over the course of six weeks and like plan this wedding. And if you win, you get $100,000. So Chris is trying to get this done because she's like a little bit of an influencer. She's trying to kind of break through. And Devon is in it because she also is she's she has never come out to her family and so she is sort of almost trying to push herself to do that Mm -hmm. and it's just so far it's also i think chris really believes that she's going to like find love on this show which everyone else involved with the show is like good luck and those of us who are reading are like oh just wait devon it's gonna work out i know how romance works (laughs) <laughs> this is another title by Karina Adores, which uh, we have talked about being huge fans of on this show. And it's just like, I noticed through the first like quarter of reading this book how much I was just smiling. Like, mm. so far, at least there's very little angst. There's, I'm sure there will be like, gray moments, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. But like, both of these people seem lovely. The people around them seem lovely. They seem to be just like, happy and in it for a good time. And as a reader, it is also... A delightful time. So that is Devon and Chris plan a wedding, and it is by Jinzia C. Higgins. I'm on board. Uh huh. Absolutely. That is another book that I too have started but not finished. There's so many books. There's so many books. Why are there so many books? I mean, you know, it could be worse. There could be not enough books. That's true. That's true. All right. Anything else we need to say about weddings and romance before we uh before we depart? They can be really great for a book, (laughs) and sometimes they can just slow you down. But there are some really great books with fun wedding experiences, so I'm looking forward to reading more. Indeed. And we won't talk about any of the ones that slow things down. We'll, we'll We'll just focus on the ones that are delightful. Yeah. And the ones that are bonkers. I gotta, I I promise I will find. Yes. The ship's captain. Yes, the proxy sea boat husband. Yes, <laughs> please do. <laughs> the proxy husband. Please do. Please also, all of you, let us know what your how you feel about weddings in romance. Are you pro? Mm-hmm. Are you anti? Are you like Jess and I, where it sort of depends? Or let us know what your favorite books are that include wedding stories of some kind or another. As always, you can email us at wedinromance at bookriot.com. Jess, where can people find you otherwise? You can find me on all of the social well, not all of the socials, but you can find me on Twitter at Jess is reading, all one word, on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading, and on TikTok at Jess underscore is reading. Perfect. Uh, and I am on mostly Instagram at Trisha Haley Brown. Huge thanks, as always, to our wonderful and patient and lovely audio editor, Jen Zink. Please do rate and review the show if you have a few minutes or even like one minute. It doesn't take that long. It does help other people find the show and we appreciate that. So I think that's it for the day, yeah, Jess? Yeah, I think so. Um, once again, we are taking a break for Memorial Day in the U.S., Um, So we'll see you in June. And until then, happy reading. Happy reading. 